You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Locked On Cavaliers podcast for Wednesday, November 29th. I am Chris Manning, your host from FearTheSword.com, here today to recap the Cavs' win over the Miami Heat. That is a 108-97 win that gave the Cavs their NBA best ninth straight win. Kevin Love had a great game, 22 first quarter points, and route to a 38.9 rebound game. LeBron James, before being ejected for the first time in his NBA career, had 21 points, and Dwayne Wade added 17 off the bench. Um, again, the Cavs are have now won an NBA best nine straight games. They look better and better game in and game out. And I think you have to like what you're seeing from this team. As always on the show, we'll get into the good, the bad, the play of the game, the stat of the game. And we're also going to cover um, Isaiah Thomas news and some Mark. And I'll talk a little bit about Marcus Gasol. But first, I want to let you hear from today's sponsor, and that's Draft. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why Draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me, because more than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Play in real live NBA drafts right now, be done in under 5 minutes, and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want to. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the my promo code, that's LOCAVS. Use that promo code LOCAVS and play in a real money draft for free by using LOCAVS. It gets even better though, because draft is so sure of it that they'll even offering Locked On Cavs listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. So today, search draft in your app store or go to draft.com where you can get these nice push notifications to let you know that it's time to draft. And come and play for free right now with the promo code Hello Cavs. You'll have fun. It's the best way to play fantasy sports. And use that promo code Hello Cavs, support the podcast, and, and get a free draft entry. So first up, we'll talk about Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Brian Windhorst on a ESPN Cleveland radio show said the Cavs are targeting a mid-December return for Isaiah Thomas. That would mean IT could be back, let's say, around the 15th of December, sometime in there before they play the Warriors in Oakland on Christmas. For Isaiah... Um, he's working on three on three games. He is currently looking better and better. He's getting more workouts in. You're you're seeing him hashtag say coming soon on Instagram and, and posts with LeBron James. So he's getting closer. Um, for him, you have to hope that it, it, he is back, that he is healthy. That mid December sounds like a good date for the Cavs. They're going to be vague on this publicly. You're going to see. I have to get a lot of leaks information on this, um, but mid December sounds about right. I think January 1st is, is going to be late for him, and I, I don't think he'll start on Christmas. So I think before Christmas, you'll see Isaiah Thomas back. Considering we're hitting December this week, that's very, very soon. So it's going to start getting a little bit more real for the Cavs, and you can, I think the Cavs really are going to need him and, and benefit from getting him um, on the roster and offering some juice with the starting lineup that most nights is sometimes lacking compared to the bench units. A quick thing on Marcus Saul before we get into the game. I, I know he's a popular trade target for Cavs fans, and, and I get that because of how good he is defensively, his passing ability, his ability to shoot threes as a, as a seven-footer. 
but I, I would say that this move with firing David Fisdale um, in in Memphis makes it less likely that he gets dealt. Unless they decide to rebuild everything right now and trade Mike Conley, try to get off Chandler Parsons' money, trade Gasol, all those type of moves. I think you're going to see them basically pick Gasol moving forward. I think in doing what they did, they picked Gasol over their coach. And you could, you know, Michael Pena wrote a really good piece about this advice. Matt Moore wrote about this at CBS. You could, I think you could get into wondering if that's the right decision considering Gasol's age and, and where this franchise is at and where they're going. But it's hard for franchises to rebuild. It's a notoriously hard thing to do. Um, and I think if you're the, if you're the, if the Grizzlies are hanging on to Gasol, you're going to try to make it work and then, and see where you are in the summer. But I would not be looking at that situation as somewhere where the Cavs can maybe flip that Nets pick for a star. I thought it was always fairly unlikely that he would be the guy that they might nab, but I think this makes it even less likely now. I think something, maybe the Paul George situation gets weird in the OKC. Maybe some other player becomes available that we're not expecting. I don't expect that to be Gasol for for what we're saying right now. Based on this week, I think if you, if you were hoping that was a guy the Cavs might go poach with the Nets pick, or some other combination of trades or, or what have you, I think those hopes are probably gone at this point. So to get into the game, the Cavs did again win 108-97. to Now, what was good? Kevin Love was really dominating Hassan Whiteside in this game, and I think he handled another big center in this game in a way that, that is good for him and what he's, how he's playing the five right now. For him to be successful, he has to off the matchup against bigger, stronger guys, and, you know, Joel Embiid is one thing, but and maybe unmanageable for Kevin Love, but he did really well against Whiteside, pulled down nine boards, took advantage of Whiteside, and I think dominated that positional matchup. Um, you know, he got to the line 17 times in this game. He got Olenek in foul trouble, got Whiteside in, in some really foul trouble. This is a really, really good Kevin Love game. Probably his best of the year. I think that or one of the Bucks games for me would be his, his top two. Maybe the Pistons game as well, but Kevin Love is excellent. Major reason why the Cavs win this game is because of what he did in going after Hassan Whiteside and making the Heat Center work. And he's, in my mind, the best player on the floor for for, for this game. Uh, the Heat also had no answer to, to really stop LeBron James. And you see with how well LeBron's playing, career highs in an efficient field goal percentage, career highs in a number of other offensive statistics, Teams that don't have someone up to handling him, which is, you know, very few teams, are playing it maybe more of a disadvantage than we're used to, right? He blew by Justice Winslow, who's a good defender, a smart defender, is is really projects as, as a future high, high-level defender, and LeBron had no issues with him. Um, when this happens, LeBron is being aggressive from the get-go, scoring, dribbling, creating for others. He's a problem, and when teams have no answer for him, it just becomes so much easier for the Cavs to win. And then when when other stuff goes well, like Kevin Love, like Dwayne Wade, the Cavs are are really kind of at, have been at their best of late. In addition to their defense being better, um, yeah, one other thing that's good in in my mind, there's a lot of smaller things. I think you look at Corver's performance and um, some other guys' performances, but. Dwayne Wade, I think, was really solid in this game. You know, you can look at his plus-minus and say, well, that's bad, but um, I think he was a really stabilizing 
presence in this game when, when LeBron gets ejected in the third quarter. We've seen the Cavs really create without LeBron, create without LeBron in years past. And with, with Dwayne Wade, you have someone that knows what they're doing and how to handle that night. And I thought that was a big reason why the Cavs were able to hold on in this game, um, able to win. And I think Wade's presence was really, really beneficial. Before we continue, just uh, let you know that you can find all the Locked On Cavs podcasts and every other Locked On podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Just go to iTunes today, subscribe, uh, leave a five-star rating and review, and you'll be able to get the podcasts all in one feed. And if you want to support this podcast, the best way to do it is to leave that five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, to get into the bet, there's not much. The Cavs were really dominant in this game. Um, a couple things I think... Jay Crowder struggle uh, kind of continues to struggle. His shot form looks off. He's not driving as like he has been in recent games. Really had an invisible 20-minute 20, 20 five-foul performance in this game. Um, they need to really get him going, I think, and that'll be something to continue to watch as we go forward with this group. I thought Channing Fry had kind of his worst game as, as one of the Tick Cavs bench guys. He didn't really get any threes off. He was just kind of there, had a couple of rebounds, did okay in that department. But um, if you're looking at what he was, I, I think you could have hoped for something better from him. And I think you're, if you're the Cavs, you have to kind of think, okay, like, you know, he's giving us this spacing, he's giving us other stuff. But if he's not hitting threes, you know, do you play, do you ride Kevin Love a little bit more? He only played 25 minutes with Fry playing 21. You know, and how does how do you balance him and Tristan Thompson when when Thompson does get back? That's going to be something to watch. Is you know how much do you value Thompson's rebounding and his defense and his switchability versus versus Fry shooting? And, and when Fry has been so good, you know, look, and I, and I don't think he he should be bumped from the rotation when Thompson gets back. I think you're looking at someone who fits in well, who knows what he's doing, who provides necessary spacing at least in the regular season, is good enough on defense. And I think continuing to play him makes all the sense in the world. We'll see how they do it when Thompson gets back, which we don't know when that's getting back. He's working out before games. Uh, you're, it seems like he's getting closer as well. Eventually, who comes back first, him or Isaiah? Maybe Derek Rose in there as well, but we'll see. Uh, the other thing that, that didn't quite work as well as you would hope in this game was, was were the bench units. These have been, the Cavs have had some really incredible success using their bench units of late. They've rode them. They've they've had their, some really big runs with them in. This game, only one player had a positive plus minus coming off the bench. That was Kyle Korver plus four. Who any in twenty seven minutes for him? Wade minus nine, Holland, Osman, Zizic minus four in garbage time. Channing Fry, a team worse minus ten. Jeff Green minus two. No Amon Schumpert, um, in this game either, which which was kind of interesting to see why Shump didn't play. It seems like the knee is is maybe a concern for him. Um, we'll see in him out again is something to continue to look at but with what the Cavs had in this game the bench did not offer very much now it, it just maybe it's tired with the veteran players on the second half of a back-to-back and maybe the starters were just so good that the, the bench was always kind of going to look like it's not up to its normal standards but um, I think you saw a group that was a little bit tired was a little bit worn down and then just couldn't have the same success as Miami did um Corver hitting threes the way he did, and certainly increased I, I do think Wade, who was eight of sixteen from the field, one of two from three, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, 
only two turnovers was better than his than his number. You know, there's his plus minus would indicate, but I I think you just saw this is one of those games where the bench wasn't quite a few standards that, that we've seen it at. It's, it's somewhere again where Isaiah is going to be useful. It just gives you another guy who can go out and get a bucket, go out and attack the defense, and that's going to be really valuable. And I think you, you saw the what Isaiah could do in this game and what kind of value he's going to have once he gets back and, and help him boost some of these units. Whichever one of the starters, the bench unit, he's going to be able to fit in and I think really boost those groups. Uh, looking else at what of this game, um, the stat of the game for me, per cleanthegloss.com, the Cavs shot 84.6% at the rim. That's in the 96th percentile over the course of full season stats. That's really, really good. And that this was a big thing against a guy like Hassan Whiteside uh, and against a team like the He do have a good defensive scheme and, and do a lot of little stuff right. They were able to attack inside. LeBron getting easy runs to the rim. Love having a really good game. And with Love taking half of his shots inside the paint, or in, inside the three-point arc, and, and doing a lot of attacking in there. And this is what you want to see from the Cavs. This is something you want to continue to see them attacking, 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 creating open threes for Corver, for Fry, for, for Love in certain instances. But when they can score that well at the rim, they're getting easy buckets. You're seeing LeBron, Love, JR a little bit, Corver a little bit, Pretty much everybody can get in there and get some easy buckets by just attacking and, and making do there instead of just settling for threes. And we'll see how and if they keep that up. Some of the, the sets the Cavs have run where Corver and JR run around screens to clear out for Fry, who is popping out at the top of the key, don't haven't really netted points inside yet, but I, I think they could. And I think this is an example of, of what the Cavs um, really are capable of doing. Then a uh, player of the game, Kevin Love. Nothing much more to be said about Kevin Love. 22 points in the first quarter. Not quite as hot as he was against Portland in that game last year, but still pretty solid. Ends up really dominating us on white side. The Cavs got everything they wanted out of him. He had nine boards as well in addition to leading the game and scoring. Kevin Love was awesome. He was really, really good. There's... N- it's not the most you know in-depth analysis there, but what you're getting from Kevin Love on a night like this is the scoring, the rebounding, the floor spacing, the the confidence he's getting from threes. You want that, and he was excellent tonight. A big, big reason why they were able to win this game. Um, and and just one note about the LeBron ejection. First of his career. Funny enough, that's also the first city Dwayne Wade was ejected in a long time ago. He was ejected back in Cleveland. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I don't buy that this is like a thing. The pool reports that he'd kind of been complaining for most of the game. I thought it was a, maybe at one tech was fine. I think two is a bit excessive. Doesn't matter that much though. And the Cavs win. LeBron will be fine. A little irritated. Said they're making, want to make him into a jump shooter, but is what it is. Uh, the Cavs next get the Hawks on Thursday. So check out that. We'll have a show on Thursday. We'll have a recap show about that game. So we'll talk to you guys then. Um, and, and while you are out surfing the web today, go to fearthesword.com and do me a favor. Right now we have a new shirt with Breaking Tea. You have, this shirt is called the King X the Killer. It is for Isaiah Thomas and LeBron James's soon-to-be partnership. It is a navy t-shirt, gold writing with, with some wine lettering and, and trim. Um, it's a really cool t-shirt. It's $25, comes in small to 3xl and if you buy it through our site it helps the it helps our site it helps me out as well as the podcast so please do that um and if you order it send me a picture and i'll i'll say thank you and 
if you want to get the shirt and you send me a picture, but I'll say thank you for that as well. So go do that. Um, play draft today. Use that promo code LOCAVS. Find me on draft and on Twitter. It's CWM Rights. Find the pod on again on iTunes, wherever you get podcasts. Please leave us that rating and review. Again, the Cavs beat the Miami Heat. Dean Waiters in the Miami Heat. 108 to 97 Tuesday night in Cleveland. Next back on Wednesday against the Atlanta Hawks. Play the play the draft. Promo code Hello Cavs. Go buy our new t-shirt with Breaking Tea through the site because you'll be supporting the site and me. And appreciate you guys listening. Have a great Wednesday.